You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. Hi there. We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. everyone and welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 147. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. 147, Mikey. 147. A couple more will be the 150. I know it, right? Uh-huh. We've got to do something. Spaghetti dinner or something. For, <laughs> uh, don't talk crazy now. For the big 150. 150. <laughs> What's going on over there, guys? How you been? How's your week been? Well, we're in Florida and it's uh, like we're in uh, some northern state somewhere. Oh, you're not kidding. Wow. Well, I think it was 33 degrees when I uh, got up this morning. So How much? 30? 33. Wow. 33. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> really? And, and the night before, I heard it raining, and, or I, didn't, I thought it was raining, and, and I expect, I knew it was going to be cold, and I expected to uh, open up the blinds and see snow, but it was it was rain. <laughs> I know Matthew looked out the window um, the other day and he goes, mom, it's snowing. I'm like, no, buddy, I'm not going to fall for that. <laughs> I don't know. The conditions were they're almost s- right. They're st- they still are. If it rains tonight. A couple of those nights at Disney's, I thought it was going to snow. Uh-huh. I bet that you was did. frosted over, man. Yeah, I bet you did. I did have a pretty good layer of ice on my windshield this morning mm-hmm. that took quite a while to uh, defrost off. Of course, you know, you're high tech now. That, I know. I, I had to figure it out, though. I literally <laughs> didn't know what button to push. <laughs> you know what buttons to push, but I mean, the car and all. Ooh. No, I'm just hashtag just saying. But anyway, man, we got a great guest tonight. We're going to get to him in just a minute, but I know we got some shout outs. We do. I can't wait to hear. Who's doing that? Who's got that? You got that, man? Yep. Um, so we got uh, Joshua Shoot, who liked us on Facebook. Thank you, Joshua. Joshua. Thank you so much. And um, Reginicanth, I'm so sorry. Reginicanth Chari. I'm so sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly. <laughs> Thank you for liking us on Facebook. Amen. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. And Anna Reynolds. Anna Reynolds. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And I know this guy, and so do you, Jeff Orcutt. Oh, last week's guest. Jeff Orcutt. I'm gonna, he'll always be Pastor Jeff to me. Yeah, absolutely, know, but, Pastor uh, Jeff. Man, what an amazing guy. Yeah, yeah. he was. It was and, awesome. Um, you know, just uh, everything that happened with AJ and and just to, just to meet him was just amazing. And I know AJ was smiling. Yeah, he set it all up. Yes, I'm he sure. did. <laughs> and just to let you know, we are all out of new Facebook likes. So like us on Facebook so we can keep it going, the shout outs. Yeah, right. Really? We're really out of the Facebook likes? 
The new ones. Yep. The new ones. Okay. Need uh, new people liking us on Facebook, apparently. Yes. Yeah. It's nice to have people like you. There is a new country listening. All uh, right. I think we can thank Pastor Jeff for this one. Yes, we can. It's Bolivia. 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 He even said it before we left. Number 65. Number 65. Welcome. Welcome, Bolivia, our friends in Bolivia. And we thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully we're, we'll be a blessing to you. It's uh, been our only agenda from the start. So that's fantastic. You know, you had such a perfect lead, though. We were talking about pushing buttons. And you said you knew the, I knew the right buttons to push. And you could have talked about the God Stories Radio donate button. Ah, you know, I could have. You could it is have. a new year. It is. And t- the tax man cometh. Oh, he does. And sooner than we think. So uh, if any of you guys, you know, you heard the intro, we're looking, you know, you know, businesses or individuals that like to sponsor us for $10 a month, you know, uh, as my daughter says, you can sponsor us monthly so we can bless you weekly. That's right. It is. But uh, the tax man cometh and we got to file like the big boys. So it's so uh, all you, know, you have to do is to go onto our website. That's at, right. And uh, www.godstoriesradio.com and press the donate button right there. Mm-hmm. PayPal, it's secure. You get a receipt. We're 501c3 and it's all tax deductible. Yes, yeah. it is. Start the new year off on the right foot, I say. Amen to that, baby. Thank yep. you. So that that's enough of that. Yes. But uh, anyway, how about our guest? Uh, you do the honors, uh, yes, Mikey? Yes, I will. I can do that, I guess. Um, the gentleman that we have here tonight, um, I'm on a security team at the church, and I saw him I saw him walk in with his wife every single week at church. And I just, I didn't know the guy, but every week I saw him and his wife walk by me. And then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm leading a group on Monday night, and then he shows up and sits at my table, and I get to meet the guy, and and um, just amazing, you know, to get to know him and and uh, some of the things that I, I just I don't want to take anything away from it. So I'm going to give you Dan Archer. Hey, welcome to the show, Dan. It's nice to be here. Let's see, let me get you up here. All right, check that one, two, one, two. Oh, testing it? Yes. There we go. Now we should be able to hear you. I'll try it again. There we go. There he is. Welcome, Dan. He's here. (laughs) It's good to be here. So, Dan, um, you, uh, between talking with uh, Gary Scott, and and he's been on uh, God Stories Radio a couple times, and... um, he kind of actually was the one that kind of helped push you to say yes to this. Uh, he said your testimony was something to hear, so that's what we're here for. Okay. So let it rip. Oh, what do you want to know? <laughs> when did you start coming to real life? Uh, that'd be April of last year. Okay. Uh, so well, 2016. Are you new to the Claremont area? Or? No, I've lived here since 2006. Okay. And how long have you been a Christian? My entire life. Awesome. Okay. Well, so now you, people don't say that very no, much. Really. So did you grow up with family that, you know, were believers? What were your... Yeah, my mom was uh, raised Roman Catholic. My dad was raised Southern Baptist. So uh-huh. when they got together and got married, they ended up um, kind of splitting the baby. And, and we were Episcopal for a short time. Uh-huh. And I was christened in the Episcopal Church. And then I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church. 
And through high school, I ended up in the Methodist church and went overseas when I got in the military. Um, stayed in, it's a non-denominational church when you're in the military. Mm-hmm. So I was in that and then came back stateside and got back involved with the Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And uh, April 2016, woke up one morning and we've been traveling back to um, over in the Windermere area. Mm-hmm. I was a deacon at First Baptist Windermere and left the church to help plant Redeemer Church over in Winter Garden. And once we had planted that church, it went on for about a year, year and a half. And then the pastor decided to move his family to Virginia. So the associate pastor took over and the church kind of started to fold on itself. Right. So we went back to um, First Baptist Windermere. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get to our class. Um, we had a great instructor. His name was Ron Perry. Mm-hmm. And Ron Perry was phenomenal. He was very well versed in the word. He could catch your attention and keep it. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go to class and then go to church after that. Mm-hmm. And one morning we woke up and there was no way we were going to make it to class on time. So I, we were in two separate vehicles. And I called my wife and I said, forget it. I'm not going to try to drive back roads to get there. There's that big monster thing up on the hill in real life. <laughs> Let's just try that. And so we went in and, and Pastor Justin was up on um, up the pew and he ended up he said, uh, started preaching, and he pulls out Legos. And, <laughs> I and, remember that day. <laughs> and, and he had the Millennium Falcon, yes. and he broke the Millennium Falcon. And I had just made that the night before at my house. Not the same one he broke, right? but the same model. <laughs> and my my then 14-year-old daughter is sitting there. She's 16 now. And she was sitting there, and he broke it. And she goes, oh, we are so coming back. <laughs> And she's a big Lego freak. So we, we kept coming back and we got the little ones involved with um, the kid life. Uh-huh. And we've just been consistent ever since. Yeah, the kid life, it's a great program for those little little ones because everybody who's involved in the ministry, they're just so passionate and care about kids. You know, it just shines through and they just want to share God's word with these little ones. It's so sweet. I kind of feel bad for them. They got three of my little ones. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure they're blessed. I'm sure your kids bless them. So, you know, you've, you're here at Real Life, but tell us more about your Christian journey, you know, about, you know, what let's, it's let's, been like, what God's done in your yeah, life. Yeah, what God has done in your life. Uh, I mean, usually when people say, or and I've known, I've met a lot of them along my journey these past few years, that uh, especially if they were brought up in the church, usually teenage, early 20s, they kind of like take a little walk out away on their own? Oh, I had a couple of those. <laughs> um, I guess we start go all the way back into into the 80s. It was probably about 1986, uh, or actually before that. Um, so it's probably 84. Um, I ended up getting baptized in a little tiny Southern Baptist church in Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was more of the, I, I had my grandmother on my dad's side and my grandfather on my dad's side that were kind of pushing. So uh, my sister had already gotten baptized and I wasn't going to let her one-up me. So uh, <laughs> I took the dunk. And um, from that point forward, it, it still really hadn't set. Uh, I got into high school, got involved with United Methodist Youth, uh, went on a bunch of the retreats, um, discovered the wonderful music of Michael W. Smith. And, mm-hmm. and uh, from that point forward, I realized between Michael W. Smith and DC Talk, um, which DC Talk 
Was Toby uh, Mac a part of DC yeah. Comics? Okay. Yes, and he Kirk was. Franklin. So yeah. Kirk oh, Franklin. I love oh, yeah. Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Now you say you say DC Talk now, and it's only us older folks that know that. You know, the, the right. kids are like, "What are you talking?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of became more of an outcast with my peers, and mm-hmm. so I got more involved with FCA. I was a big athlete in high school. Played football, ran track, um, cross country, golf, baseball, and then I ended up, um, and I also wrestled. And then I ended up um, meeting my ex-wife um, my senior year. She and I got married right out of high school. Uh, I joined the military, went overseas, and my daughter Ashley was born. Mm-hmm. And that it became very important for me to keep you know, God involved. So we got involved in the non-denominational church over in Germany. And she won't remember any of this because she was so little. Right. But that was... It was usually nighttime services that we'd go to on weekends, and it was at somebody's house. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in 1995, I got orders during Christmas to come back stateside, ended up in, supposed to come to Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was going to be at Herbert Field up in the Panhandle. Mm -hmm. I was cross-training for munitions and did nuclear and conventional weapons, and I was cross-training into education. So I thought, great, I'm going to Florida. This is perfect. And they called me on my way to the airport and said, hey, you've been diverted. Oh. We're sending you to Texas. I'm like, oh, great, where? Abilene. Where's that? (laughs) Well, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, right? Of course I am. (laughs) Well, you're not too far from Dallas. Yeah, two and a half hours. So, (laughs) Not too far. (laughs) And and I was stationed at at Dias Air Force Base um, with the... First, it was a B-1 unit, then I got moved over to the C-130s. Mm-hmm. And um, I had some very, very passionate Christian leadership that I was involved with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some not-so-passionate um, Christians and some folks that weren't even Christian that were in the leadership that caused problems. Mm-hmm. And I became part of a, a Baptist church. Uh, it was Southside Baptist Church in Abilene, Texas. Um, had a pastor that came in. His name was Steve Young. Not the football player, mm-hmm. and um, he'd be in the wrong part of the country, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. San Francisco boy, mm-hmm. and he got me involved with uh, Awana Ministries, and I became the game director okay. for them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I started seeing a a difference between my life in the military and my life at church. Mm-hmm. And as I was going through, um, I ended up coming down with a, a severe injury. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, a hernia, normal hernia like everybody has, but. Uncle Sam left a piece of sponge in me when they did the surgery to repair it, mm. which turned Ooh. into four more surgeries. Mm. Um, so it was, I started making bargains with God because about that time, I'm like, okay, well, protect my family, you know, help us to to get through this. And my wife at the time, she, we had a deal. She was going to finish her degree at McMurray University, which is a nice Christian university there in, in Abilene. She's going to finish it, and as soon as she finished it, she was going to get a job, mm-hmm. and I was going to get out of the military and finish school. And two weeks before graduation, she came up and said, hey, I decided to go to law school. Great. So yeah, that's a lot of can education. I get out now? Yeah. And she said, no. She said, I'm going to go to law school. I need to finish school. And so I started trying to get jobs and transfers up to Oklahoma City. And it's where she's going to school at. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I was listening to Christian radio all the time. And I was making monthly donations. And I was doing everything that I thought that a good Christian should do. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, you know, just just get me up there. Get me up there. Help me get transferred. And as soon as I get up there, I will go in the ministry and do whatever you want me to. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I got med boarded. They decided I wasn't fit for service anymore. So since I couldn't be deployed, they sent me to San Antonio, put me in front of a medical review board and said, you're out. Mm-hmm. And so I got out on disability. Mm-hmm. Um, moved up to Oklahoma City, uh, got up there, changed the entire life around, um, started panicking and scrambling, looking for jobs. I was a call center supervisor for a little while. That was a lot of fun. Don't ever do it. <laughs> um, and I ended up uh, going from there and then going right into childcare. And I became a director for uh, daycare director for the YMCA and then for Integris Health. And while I was doing all this, I kept saying, okay, God, I'm going to fall through and fall through. And I said, I think, I think I'll just get my, my bachelor's in education. So I did that. He let me go ahead and do it. And then when I should have followed on and gone into something with ministry, I decided, no, I'll get a second bachelor's in business. So I did that. And then my marriage started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I didn't list what do you want me to do? And I get told, okay, we're moving to Florida. That's where my, my wife wanted to practice. So I said, okay, great, let's go to Florida. And we got down here and she started picking her friends and her career and everything else over the family. And we weren't seeing her anymore. So I confronted her and told her she was doing it wrong. She told me I didn't know what I was talking about. So I applied to law school. And I figured I'm going to show her. <laughs> so so I, I ignored my calling yet again. And I said, all right. I got through law school and I got all the way through and started taking it real serious after the first year. Mm-hmm. I had, had basically pulled A's and B's in every course except one. I ended up um, struggling with the last one, got put on probation, and then pulled A's in my next my next year of classes. And I started realize, oh my gosh, I'm I'm going to have to get a job when I get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I, I now owe, you know, over almost $200,000 in student loans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's not and cheap. So, so I said, all right, uh, you know, what will you have me do? And, and it was like I was being pulled again. And I said, you know what? I've got to find a job. I'm going to go over here and, and teach. So I was going to teach at an alternative high school on the other side of Orlando. And I had the job pinned down. Had everything going great. I thought, wonderful kids are going to call me Dr. Archer like my dad. That's going to be wonderful. <laughs> and uh, then you'd be a DA. Yeah. Hmm. I already am a DA. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he let me go a little bit further. And I ended up ultimately becoming a, a, a law clerk for a local attorney here in town. Right. And I, so I gave up the teaching side and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm being pulled in the right direction. And I started getting restored. Um, my relationship with my daughter, Ashley, uh, she's now 24. Uh, at the time of my divorce, she was 10. Mm-hmm. She had just turned 10 um, a couple of days after the divorce. And the uh, I ended up meeting this young lady after a series of young ladies that I had met. I met this one um, and that's my current wife, Danielle. Mm-hmm. And she had a little girl at the time named Isabel who was just turning four. Mm-hmm. And so 
I, I met her, we met online, and two days later we met in person, and she brought her daughter to common area. We were up at when West Oaks Mall was still a normal mall. It was nice, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Um, so we were up at West Oaks Mall. I was in watching a movie. We were watching The Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. That age is this. So we were, my daughter and I were watching Dukes of Hazard. I get a phone call, and it's my wife Danielle is out at the McDonald's in the food court. Mm-hmm. And so I told my daughter, I said, hold on for a second. Just watch the movie. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And I went out. And there she was with her little girl in the, the cart and the stroller. And I walked up and picked her daughter up. And she's like, no one, she doesn't let anybody pick her up. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, well, I guess it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so the, that later that night, she came over for dinner. We had a date. And we were together every evening after that going forward. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up a short while later asking her to marry me and in May of 2006, um, on Cinco de Mayo, we figured we'd have an entire country of Mexico celebrating with us. <laughs> um, we went ahead and tied the knot, uh-huh. had a very intimate ceremony, and a year later, we had a big family ceremony. Oh, that sounds um, familiar, honey. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> and in the process, I, I, I led her to Christ. Um, she knew of him, but she didn't... Have a relationship. No, and she, and she told me the way I would talk about him, um, she wanted to have that. So she and I prayed and she accepted Christ and she ended up getting baptized um, at First Baptist Windermere. Oh, okay. And a short time after that, my daughter Isabel accepted Christ. Uh-huh. And so I got to... Got to baptize I got to baptize baby. her. So here I am as a deacon mm-hmm. and I'm getting to baptize my, my adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. And so that was the greatest memory I have of that mm-hmm. church was I, I walk out into the... They had the curtains up at first so I walked out into the into the waters and I'm wearing this white robe because that's all they had mm-hmm. white robe and hip waders and I've got my daughter Isabel standing in front of me and they pulled the curtains back and there I am with my arms out like this and there's this little old white haired lady on the <gasps> just gasping <laughs> And I thought, oh, that was so worth it. <laughs> and so, and so, I ended up baptizing my daughter, and um, everything was going along beautifully. We bought a house here in Claremont. Um, I felt God really had me on on the track He wanted me to. Here I am, an attorney helping people. Um, I'm taking cases for less than most attorneys do. Um, giving people representation and, and doing what I can to try to stay within budgets. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, looking the way I do, you know, I don't look like another attorney. Right. So I said, okay, great. This is where I need to be. And I kept filling that pool. I just I, I didn't have satisfaction. I didn't have anything where I was supposed to be. And God let it go on for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Everything that could break loose and go wrong did. And it was about five years into my marriage. And at that point, I turned and I ran. I just I was not going to answer to him. My prayers were lukewarm. Um, I would pray when I'd remember to. I, I just didn't focus on it. And here I am in the same time. I stepped away from being a deacon. But I'm still going to church. I'm still reading scripture. <laughs> Um, but everything was back burner. And um, through a whole series of events, which is an entirely different testimony, it would take us at least two weeks to go through. Hmm. Um, I ended up ultimately one day just sitting down with my wife and we said, look, this is where it's wrong. 
And it took a lot of, of healing and putting Christ back center and, and focusing on things. And you know, I think you bring up such a good point there, um, Dan, because I think that happens no matter how strong of a Christian you are, you can get off center real easily. And a lot of times you don't even realize that you're getting off center. Well, and it's, it's, um, it was funny. We, we realized very quickly that a lot of the people that were in the church, when we reached out, they ran faster than we did. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to be a part of it. But the people who were really there for us, um, with quiet contemplation and, and with, you know, doing things outside the purview of everyone else would come over and talk to us and spend time with us. And, and they cared about us. We knew they were praying. Um, and through that process, I mean, we, we had just had our, our youngest daughter, Emma, and we had, um, during all this time, there were two more kids that were born. Mm -hmm. And so I've got two sons that, that ended up coming out during this period. Mm -hmm. And it's Jedediah and Noah. Mm -hmm. And we named Jedediah, um, Jedediah because it, it, the name roughly means rooted in love. So he has become, you know, almost our little focal point and our reminder. Mm -hmm. And then Noah, um, ultimately, I guess the reason God told us to give him the name Noah is because he was a bringer of hope. So, you know, we're going on um, over 12 years now that we've been together. Um, even after God set everything straight, said, okay, I'm going to start restoring you. Mm -hmm. it, um, we started noticing things just didn't taste right. Um, I, I started getting cases where I, I can't stomach a lot of things that I see other attorneys doing. I can't stomach things that I'm hearing people do to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm getting criminal cases and it seems that everybody that more often than not, people don't want to pay for representation or they you know, they want to use an excuse of, well it was an accident or it was a mistake. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you, you know, beating your child is not a an accident you know it was a mistake yes mm -hmm. but you can't go back and say well give me leniency because you know I, I really shouldn't have done it yeah there's a man in the news right now he killed a seven-year-old boy it was his girlfriend i'm not on that case yeah so yeah but it, it just really bad stuff that you see yeah and uh, i opened up to our small group about some of it mm -hmm. but it, it's it just it eats you and, and you go home and you're jaded mm -hmm. and you you don't have your attention span for the good things withers away and, and so you're on edge when you're dealing with your kids you're on edge when you're dealing with your spouse um, you couple that with PTSD mm -hmm. and, and it's not a nice place mm -hmm. and you have your outburst and you sit back and go okay how do I fix that because the damage is already done. And so um, during this entire process, um, I'm, I'm still looking at I'm going, okay, I know you put me here for a reason, so I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. The money, you know, when it comes in is nice. Uh, we're paying our bills. You haven't let us down. And then that darn Justin Miller. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting in the middle of service and I sit in the 
very back. I just tuck myself in the corner and I sit back and I'm listening to him and he's preaching and, and he's hitting it. And I kid you not, I, I'm almost 100% certain that he stopped right in the middle of service, looked right at me and said, you know, the book of James tells us that if you have a calling in your life and you ignore it, it's a sin. And there's my wife, you know, nudging me with her elbow in the ribs going, see, I told you. So I got up and left and somehow he still beat me to the front of the church. <laughs> and so, you know, I said hi to him, gave him a hug and just kind of went on. And then the next week we're in service and I have, uh, I think that was the week that Pastor Sam was up covering because mm -hmm. I think Justin was on a tour with corn. Mm -hmm. And so um, Sam's up and he's doing his, he's doing his, um, his coverage and he hits on something with it. And I'm like, really? Dude, seriously? Come on. <laughs> I, I'm not here to, to be browbeat. Just so I got up and I left and it, it was just a series of things after that, that just started happening. So I finally, I said, look, that's it. I went up and talked to Justin. I said, okay, which seminary? And he, he kind of, he's like, what? And I said, I'm looking into it because that's my calling and it's on me. And so he said, well, he said, I like Johnson University. He said, it's where my son is going to go. That's where I went. I said, okay, great. And he said, they have a program. You should be able to do it. And it's like one night a week you can go to campus. And they're right in Kissimmee. I said, okay, great, fine. So I called them and they said, no, you'd have to work at the church. So I felt defeated. I went back and he said, uh, Justin said, you know, it doesn't sound right. Go talk to the guy that looks like Rick Scott over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure enough, there's Steve Bush and looks just like Rick Scott. So I walked up and said, hey, governor. And, <laughs> and uh, he smiled and I told him what I was going to. He said, well, let me look into some stuff for you. He said, it doesn't sound right to me either. He said, but let me see. And I gave him my phone number and uh, next week in church and backstory, I changed my phone number in the process. Mm -hmm. So two days later. So the next week I'm like, hey, I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything? He goes, yeah, I've been calling you all week. Oh, yeah. And he goes, um, as a matter of fact, the one of the, the senior execs from the university is here tonight. Wow. And would like to talk to you. What a God incident. And I said, okay, <laughs> sure. So after service, we couldn't find him. So we waited. And after service, I sat down with this guy whose name is also Dan. And so um, we joked around about our first names. And then I told him part of my testimony. And he said, you know what? Masters in Arts and New Testament. He said, I'm going to send an email tonight. And later that night, there's this email between him and the registrar saying, I want, you know, get him in. And so that was supposed to happen in August. And things didn't line up. We couldn't get transcripts and everything in on time. So we put it off. And as soon as I started going the way I needed to and pushing to get ready for school, um, anything and everything that possibly happened, possibly went wrong, did. Yeah. Irma. Mm -hmm. um, through the, the backtrack a little bit, in April of this year, mm -hmm. Um, right after we convinced my mom and dad to move here, and we were taking them back to the airport to fly them back to Texas, um, both of my barns burned down. And we lost half of our livestock, all of our equipment. Oh, the only no. things that survived were my chainsaw and my tractor, and then some of our animals. And so um, we went through that whole 
process of grieving and taking care of the animals and mm-hmm. raising a goat in the house with a diaper on, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so we got through that whole debacle, yeah. and then Irma blows through and wipes out my tractor, <laughs> and I go to use my chainsaw to cut tree off the tractor and burn my chainsaw up. So I'm like, okay, God, I give up. <laughs> and so with all this happening... As I start doing it, now we're getting declinations from the insurance company. They're not going to pay for the tractor. As soon as I start committing myself to try to get into school. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had the um, my truck transmission blew out for four times in a row. Um, one of my dear friends who's part of our group um, sometimes, yeah. um, Brother Isaac, Mm-hmm. Um, actually did everything. He was almost pulling what, what little hair he has left out of his head, trying to figure out why the transmission was not working on this pickup. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, I had to splurge and get another truck. Mm-hmm. Um, then on top of it, everything else that go wrong, we had um, my daughter got sick, had to go through... Um, medical procedures at Arnold Palmer. They were trying to figure out what was wrong with her and why she was um, so sickly. Come to find out it's uh, a condition that none of us expected anybody in the family to have. But it's because she's so tiny. She's got um, something called gastroparesis. Mm -hmm. So we have to watch. Of course, that takes like dairy out of most of my diet mm-hmm. and then my youngest son has an egg allergy so now my diet's getting adjusted there mm-hmm. so all these medical bills start piling up and then we have um, the screen enclosure goes out the pool pump burns up mm-hmm. <laughs> and most recently um, as we get the freeze now we have um, our our heater that is only a year and a half old has decided to not work mm-hmm. and shuts off at midnight every night. Mm-hmm. So it's everything that could go wrong on the outside did. And so I kept pushing through and we did the online application and I got everything in and then I hit enter and it said critical error. And I did it on another computer, same thing. So I finally called the registrar up and said, walk me through this because it's not letting me do it. And she goes, there's nothing on our end. Hmm. And so stopped, prayed about it. And as soon as I prayed about it, I hit enter. Application went in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the five people that I contacted initially about, hey, can you do me a letter of recommendation? Um, four of them decided not to do one. <laughs> oh, wow. They came up with everything else in their life. So I had to last minute go and ask people to write them. And luckily... Um, Two folks from church very quickly, uh, Joel Caldwell, thank you very much, Joel, mm-hmm. and Steve Groves, a.k.a. Santa Claus, <laughs> yeah. um, also went ahead and filled one out. And Steve's known me for 12 years, so uh-huh. um, those letters went in. Um, and then my personal statement, sat down on my tablet, never had a problem. I do stuff in court all the time, never had a problem with it. I type out a personal statement, proofed it, let my wife read it. Tried to hit send, can't connect to any inter- or any internet the, uh, email system. Not Yahoo, not Gmail, not uh, Hotmail. I can surf the web, but I can't email myself my personal statement. Mm-hmm. So I had to uh, get crafty. I prayed on it, and God said, "You know, pull your SIM card out of your phone, your micro, put it into your computer, and download it to that." So I did. 
Wow. And got it uploaded. And then I went through three hours of everything going against me, trying to email it from my work computer. And finally it got through. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, academic advisor was going on vacation for a week and a half. And I still hadn't been loaded into the system. And so... As of this afternoon, I am fully loaded in the system. I have my first two seminary courses. All right. <laughs> so that that's that's from the beginning to now. Yeah. Well, you got to know you're on the right track. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Not, that's unbelievable. It, it is. But you know, babe, I remember us going through a period of time like that where just nothing seemed like it would go right. And I, I am convinced it was because of, you know, us being on the right track to mm -hmm. trying to... Oh, yeah. We were thoroughly challenged, especially yeah. in 2017. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It really is. And, it, you know, it's funny to hear you talk about all this right now, Dan, because I was just looking at the calendar today and filling in like what 2018 is starting to shape up like. And I was putting on Fridays, we're starting this couple's Bible study. And then on Wednesdays, obviously, or excuse me, Thursdays, we obviously have God Stories Radio. And on Sundays, we're teaching singles ministry. And I'm like, wow, we have a lot going on. And you don't even realize it because you're just doing it. But as you start looking at it, you start seeing you are um, not only being affected, but you're also affecting, you know, other people out there. Mm -hmm. So. Right, and, and Satan ain't going to sit back and uh, just let that happen. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's going to stir things up. Not only that, Dan said yes to coming over to GSR, and we know what happens to most folks when they commit to coming things and giving happen. their testimony. Things yeah. happen, and it is, his heater goes out. Yeah, right. and Hurricane Irma certainly hit us, too. Well, wasn't, weren't you supposed to be here at that time when Irma hit? And that's when all that other stuff. Oh we yeah. Talked about oh, happened. that's right. Yeah, he was yeah, previously there. scheduled. That's right. Yeah. So you know, Satan didn't want Dan on God Stories Radio. No, yeah, he the, did not. I had to have my wife call because we had both of the the Master Oaks on our front gate. Irma blew them over sideways, so one fell over and blocked the gate, and the other one fell over the tractor. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Which wow. would have been great if I had the tractor. I could have moved the one that blocked the gate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, the last two things that remain, the tractor and the chainsaw, gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the insurance doesn't even want to pay for it. Yeah. Add insult to injury there. Mm -hmm. Good grief. That's okay. God's just clearing out all the old stuff to bring in the new stuff. Well, that's, that, right. that's what I was going to say because he's sometimes he's just got to eradicate your entire past so that you can only focus on the future. Yeah, but my tractor never did anything to anybody. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> had 194 work hours on that thing. That was it. We had just paid it off last November. Oh, oh man. That's painful. Yeah. Yeah. Refinanced the house, paid that off, paid some student loans off. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm looking out at this crumpled piece of metal, I'm going, well, that's a wonderful $27,000 yard ornament. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well. Amazing. It is. So where do we go from here, Dan? I mean, we're going to do school and then kind of what's the focus? Do you know? Not sure what, what he's going to do. Not sure. To. Okay. That's but fair you enough. believe you're, you're following your calling now? I do. And, and hopefully 
this is going to, I know I'm, I'm in the middle of a, a spiritual battle now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, geez, I don't know why. Yeah, well, it, one thing that when you go through law school, um, and I think most of my contemporaries will agree with this because a lot of my classmates will say, we hate to read after we get out. Mm-hmm. If you had a joy of pleasure reading before you went into law school, you read so much that you just don't want to pick up another book. Mm-hmm. And, and I would pick up um, plenty of books. I, I, I still have a ton of them that that I haven't finished reading. Um, I was reading The Eighth Kingdom. I ended up reading um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, there were a ton of them. We had a lot of the of the the Bible studies my wife and I picked up that we picked them up and it was great we picked them up but uh, I just couldn't get into them Mm -hmm. Um, and then through this process I started uh, I ended up with a book called um, 31 Prayers for My Wife Um, so I had that one Mm -hmm. and I read it and and pray over her Mm -hmm. and then I have a couple others that are you know the chicken soup for the soul and and I'll Mm -hmm. read those occasionally that's a classic and then uh, I just, I, I'll still get into the Gospels and, and I'll read. I've read all the way up through Deuteronomy and then something will happen and it gets put off to the side. And so now I've, I've got the stack of textbooks <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to have to read. I, I don't get to go enjoy the Old Testament right now. I, I actually have to start from Matthew and my first assignment's due on the 12th. And I have to start reading all the gospels and uh, going through all the synoptic gospels and everything else and, and start reforming my mind. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, this, this goes right along with scripture where it says, do not uh, conform, but be transformed by the renewing of your Amen. mind. So mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see what the fruits of this are as I start <laughs> reading again. Yeah. Um, but it's it's actually I've I ended up seeing it. It was by accident on on Amazon. Um, by the way, stay off Amazon because you'll spend way too much money. <laughs> well, that's the truth. On Amazon, there was a book called Guide for Spiritual Warfare, mm-hmm. and a little leather bound thing had a, a sword on the front of it. And I thought, well, let's go ahead and take a look at that. So I ordered the book, um, started reading it. It's mainly focused on Catholics. Um, and it's a lot of a lot more of you can't do this. You know, there's these things called exorcisms. Oh, you can't do that because you have to be a priest and Catholic. Mm. And I, I thought, well, yeah, I don't remember the apostles being priests, so and they definitely weren't Catholic. <laughs> but you know, they were casting out. So um, I take a lot of what it says with a grain of salt, but it it does hit a lot of points about you are on a constant battle with Satan mm-hmm. and he is going to turn every one of his little minions on you and do everything he can to attack you. And it's, um, it's, it's really amazing to see all the little nuances and, and they're not, demons don't come out just as, you know, as these horned creatures that are, you know, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to devour you. And they're, it's everything from, you know the way the wind blows to to the storms coming in, in the form of Irma to you know all of a sudden we have this the the worst freeze or the worst uh, run of temperature in four years. Um, well, it, where you're going, he's not again. He's not gonna just let it go. 
he's gonna put up a fight. I know, but the battle, hopefully, the battle's already won. Hopefully, you're gonna give in, is what he's thinking. I'm not planning to. Mm-hmm. Babe, what's that um, that Bible study that you got um, on the spiritual warfare? Who? Uh, what's the name of the gentleman that wrote that? His name's oh, uh, escaping me right now. I think. Yeah, think, think differently. Differently. Yeah. James. Um, I can't think of James in the word. James something. Oh my goodness, it'll come to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great study. Yeah, it is a really good study. Exposed a lot of things for me. Yeah. You know, or, but just talking about the spiritual warfare and stuff, you know, that's in that study. And it's a, you know, a, a Christian study. Right. Well, I think John Eldridge has a couple books on it and talks a lot about uh, spiritual warfare as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walk in the Walk Word. Walk in the Word. James yeah. McDonald. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Dan, uh, here at God Stories Radio, we were home of the shameless plug. So, do you have, or would you like to plug your business or anything about yourself or um, maybe a small group you attend or anything like that? I'll actually um, plug something other than my business. Um, My wife, Danielle, has a company called Agape Services. Um, She... (laughs) She wanted to become an attorney. I told her, you know, if you go through law school, we're getting divorced. Yeah. Um, so she she picked the greater evil and became a psychologist. Uh, <laughs> so she's um, she is licensed. She's um, I think she's a LCSW, um, but it's more of a pastoral um, side. Mm-hmm. So she actually is um, plugged in with. Um, She's tied in with some of the folks at the church and, and does counseling. Um, with Joel. And she's supervising some of the, the students that are up and coming, working on getting their degree and, and becoming licensed okay. uh, for their supervision hours. Um, but she's, her main focuses are, are more along the lines of um, self infliction and eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's very, very um, versed in that and also in PTSD. Um, so if anybody needs a good therapist or counselor, um, definitely reach out to Danielle Archer. That's right. I'm Dan. She's Danielle. We get that all the time. Um, but reach out to her. She is a phenomenal therapist. She's listed in the the church um, directory. Directory. Um, What's the name of it again? Agape Services. Um, and she does counseling individual um she can do pretty much any of the evaluations that are required by court if you find yourself sideways with uh, probation or or the law. Um, and she does a lot of the, you know, if somebody's just having all sorts of problems, she's tied in with a group called Talkspace, uh, which is an online uh, therapy group. Um, so uh, if somebody here local can't find her, doesn't want to reach out because they're embarrassed to, um, or even if internationally, um, some of the people that are logged on Talkspace are from out of the country, and she okay. can do counseling with them. Mm-hmm. Does she have a website, Dan? I think she does, but I uh, don't have her business card, so uh, no worries. I was just thinking maybe we could put a link on our on our business page, you know, from the website, and where people could we could refer people over there, or they could see it and click on it, and right. Get there. 
But if at uh, least get a phone number. If anybody out there is listening and they need to uh, get in contact, uh, just contact us and we'll get a hold of Dan. Can do. All Absolutely. Right. Well, we just appreciate Dan being here tonight, especially with everything that's going on with the heater and all of that, man. Well, second We're time around. Definitely uh, going to link up and uh, and pray with you and for you. And, uh, and especially in your, your endeavors in school and everything, man. I just wish you the best of luck with that. And I'm just glad I get to see you on Mondays every once in a while when I can make it anyway. and uh, Oh, you probably made it at this point more often than I have, so... Well, at least I'll call you back. But anyway, I keep, yeah, <laughs> I, I keep telling Mike over here that I'll be there, and then something comes up. So, uh -huh. but, but then again, if I ever try to reach him by phone, you know, just uh, no, uh, call the ER. I think that was two digs, Mike. Uh, it was three, I think. <laughs> Listen, if you've got a testimony, drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail dot com. We'd love for you to come in person, like uh, Dan did. But if you can't, we understand if you're out of state, you can call in. Uh, or if you just don't want to do that, you write it down. You know, we've read stories or chronological events in someone's day uh, that were just amazing. So GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. Just uh, send it to us and and uh, we'll read it. We'll take it any way we can get it. And you can tweet us too. You can tweet us on Twitter. We love it. And uh, like us on Facebook, also iHeartRadio. If you like us on iHeartRadio, you'll never miss an episode. And now we are on Spotify. So if you prefer Spotify over iHeartRadio, some people do, you can like us on there and follow us. And, and we also have Freedom Radio Networks. Freedom Radio Networks. And uh, you get Mikey 24 hours a day. You know, sitting there laying 4 o'clock in the morning in bed and you know, chance on Mikey. Just don't call him. Yeah. No. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that about wraps it up, man, for session 147. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you all. God bless. God bless. No one would love me if they knew all the things I hide. My words fall to the floor as tears drip through the telephone line. In the hands I've seen raised to the sky, not waving but drowning all this time. I'll try to build the ark that they need to flow to you. Upon the crystal sea, give me your hand to hold. Cause I can't stand love alone. And love alone is not enough to hold us up. We've gotta touch your own. down low Swing your rope down low Prince of despair's been beaten no. But the loser still fights 
death on a lonely stealing My friends to the night And everyone cries for the innocent You say love the guilty too Tearing back the roof Give me your hand To hold Cause I can't stand Down low 